0: Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading Law of Attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. So it is the 1st of January, a brand new year, it's 2024, and I am so, so grateful that you are joining me here today on New Year's Day to welcome in the year of abundance. Um, I have done absolutely so much content on 2024's energy, on why this is the year of abundance. It literally is a numerology. That's not just me saying that. It really is a year rate in numerology, which represents abundance, money, and power. So I'm going to link some videos below um, of my new year rituals and also this energy that I'm speaking of so you can learn more about this and have some fun little practices to do today as we welcome in our most abundant year yet. But it is 2024 officially now. I hope you are all excited for what this year has in store for you and you're ready to turn those dreams into reality and manifest so much goodness this year. And of course, here on my podcast, I'm gonna be helping you do just that. Of course, we've been doing it over the last six years, but also in 2024 as well. So I'm wishing you all the most amazing new year and I hope you're excited to walk into this abundant season of your life. And also today, don't forget, as it's the 1st of January, we have started my five-day free manifesting challenge. It runs from the 1st to the 5th of January over in our exclusive group and it is completely free to join. So again, if you want to supercharge your energy and supercharge your desires and do some really fun intentional practices, over the next few days, come and join me. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain from this. It is 100% completely free. And we have over 3000 people doing the challenge this year, which is just the most amazing thing ever. So come on over, come and join us. It's not too late. You can catch up with day one instantly. So each day over in the group, I go live and I give you a little practice for the day, some journaling prompts and an action. This challenge, I've done it for six years now. It is honestly the most fun thing that we do each year as a a collective, as a group here. So I honestly love this and please come along and join us. You are more than welcome. And it's just always such a fun, vibrant way to start the new year. And oh my gosh, the energy, the container of all of us there, always feels so on fire and so amazing so if you're in the challenge then i hope you're really enjoying it and if you want to come and join us it's not too late i will pop the link below so you can come on sneak on in um, and catch up with us and have so much fun alongside us but this is the first episode of a brand new year which feels very exciting and i was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do is like the first solo cast episode of a brand new year and it's actually on the 1st of January as well. So that's why I want to kind of direct you to all the amazing content that is out there. Um, And don't forget, we've got a couple of episodes at the end of, you know, before this episode here on the podcast, it's also going to be helping and guiding you as well. But I'm going to put some really useful resources, podcast episodes, um, YouTube links and obviously the free challenge in the description box to give you some fabulous practical things all for free that you can do today, tomorrow, this week. Now, Mercury is also going direct tomorrow on the 2nd of January. So you can all celebrate that uh, Mercury is going direct. Woohoo! hoo um, And communication technology and travel will, from tomorrow, obviously we have the shadow period for a few weeks afterwards, but from tomorrow, things will start to ease up. And it's really interesting that we've had Mercury retrograde across both new years. We had it last year as we came into 2023, and this year as we've come into 2024. So I always see that. And what I've said in the challenge both years is that it's not a negative. Like don't feel scared to set intentions or think, oh my God, I set intentions last night, Emma, or today, and now you're telling me it's Mercury retrograde. It is perfectly okay to set those intentions. I always just say, wait until tomorrow on the second to look at the goals you've set for this new year, or if you want to set them tomorrow, fine. But if you have, look at them on the second and just make sure they still feel good. Make sure they still feel in alignment. Make sure they still feel true to you and make sure that they feel just exciting and expansive. And, you know, over Mercury retrograde over the three week period, you might have had some awareness or insight or aha moments come through. We definitely did in the reset that we did at the end of last year, my manifesting rituals end of year reset. So, um, you know, like, even if you've had some new awareness come through of actually now I feel like my goal looks like this or yeah, maybe I didn't want that at all and actually this is what I want. Like it's just a great opportunity to check in and just make sure those goals feel so aligned moving forwards because that's gonna really kickstart that process and kickstart that energy into this manifesting container for 2024. So if you do look at your goals list and you think, actually I wanna tweak, level that, improve that, do it. You are not held by contract to the universe. You can upgrade your goals and dreams and desires at any point you want to. So just spend some time tomorrow, you know, looking at everything you've done, everything that you've said, if you have done, um, and just make sure it still feels good. I feel like Mercury is just that reflection point of like, just make sure it all feels good as we go into that direct motion again, um, out of the retrograde, just to make sure it definitely feels good and it's definitely in alignment for you. So that's what I'm gonna say on the new year, but we are gonna crack on to what this episode is. So I feel like this episode, you know, obviously I wanna cover the new year things and give you an energy update and welcome you into the new year. But for a while now, especially in my Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook, every time we do a Q&A at the end of the month, everyone's like, Emma, like, what's your story? How did you find manifestation? How has manifestation changed your life? You know, I followed your work for a while, but I don't actually know how you got into this or like your journey, your story. And it made me think, so I was like, oh my gosh, I swear it is out there. But... I guess me, because I do so many podcast interviews where I go on people's podcasts, I tell that story every single time because people ask me like, how did you get into this? How did you become spiritual queen? So for me, in my head, I'm like, that story is out there. And I guess, you know, uh, in the early days of YouTube as well, I definitely kind of spoke about it more. Whereas if you're new to my podcast or you're new to my YouTube or you're new to my work or my books, Yeah, like if you haven't read Spiritual Queen and you haven't like, you know, been in those certain interviews or seen me be interviewed by these podcasts, you're probably not gonna know. So I thought, you know what? It's about time that we do an updated version for 2024 of how I came across Law of Attraction, my journey over the years, obviously like a bit of background about me as well, and you know, a little bit more about myself, but again, just give you that updated version um, of how the heck I got here, how long I've been doing this for, um, and how manifesting changed my life as well. So I said on an interview actually recently that it's interesting um, that she asked, she, Nicola asked me the specific question of, um, you know, like, how would you describe your childhood? How would, like, how did you get into this? And has that story, or like how you would describe this change over the years? Now, Nicola didn't know this, but I had very recently at that point gone through a huge kind of awakening as such into actually seeing my childhood in a very different light. So I said, you know, it's really interesting that I would have said, you know, like my childhood was pretty normal. Like, you know, obviously there are a few things with my parents and over the years, you know, our relationship has, you know, struggled in some parts, but also like there's been deep healing and growth and transformation there. But, you know, I think I would have probably said the normal things of like probably a bit of emotional neglect, like most of us had as children, but like there was nothing ever big or, you know, like wild there that would kind of, explain what then happened later on in life. So I said to Nicola, I said, I've kind of got to tell you the story, but then go back afterwards to what I've uncovered this year because then it will make everything else make sense. So that's what I'm gonna do here because I think anybody who's heard my story before and my kind of like how I got here is gonna know that part, but maybe not necessarily the parts that I have uncovered this year for me as I turn 30. So I'm 30, um, there's, there's one fact about me there. So hi, I'm Emma and I'm an award-winning life coach, three times manifestation bestselling author, I am the host of this podcast, which is the number one podcast on iTunes for spirituality. And yeah, I'm a speaker. I've got the membership. I, oh my gosh, like if I go through all my offerings, I'm gonna be here all week, but I write books. I have the manifestation membership. I have this gorgeous podcast. I have my YouTube channel. Um, I have my beautiful course containers. I do a lot. I, I do a lot. I also have a shop, which I don't think I highlight enough, full of the most beautiful books, planners, journals, oracle cards, crystals, all the merchandise I've created myself. It's all my own creations over the years. And we've got a bit of everything there, digital products, meditations, subliminals, everything. So that's a kind of overview of the, the brand, the Spiritual Queen brand, but how I got here. So I always take people back to 2012 and I always take them back to This moment in time where I had my first, what I call awakening, because although it wasn't a spiritual awakening, it was definitely an awakening of sorts. So go back to 2012. I'm 18, 19 years old at this point. No, I'm 19 years old. (laughs) forget how old I was then, I'm definitely 19 years old then. Um, And basically um, I'm working in a bank at the time. I was a banking manager at a leading bank here in the UK, a career that I completely fell into by accident. That was not the goal, that was not the plan. I think at school, I definitely was someone who wanted to be an entrepreneur to follow in my dad's footsteps, but I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea (laughs) how to do that or what product I would create. Because obviously back in in those days, YouTube was such a baby. Um, There were no influencers, there were no content creators. You had to have a product, have a a thing that you're bringing to market basically. So I really struggled with that part because I knew I wanted to be self-employed and run a business, but I had no idea of what. So in 2012, I had done quite a few retail jobs before that. I'd left sixth form after getting my A-levels, didn't wanna go to university, so I went out into the working world and I worked in Starbucks. I worked in EE, the phone shop. I did quite a few roles like that, next. And then I went and worked in this bank. And I was with my first not-so-great boyfriend at the time, which you'll know about if you've read Spiritual Queen. And basically, to cut a long story short, Um, we started having bailiffs turn up at our door once we'd moved in together. And obviously for me at that young age, that was petrifying and scary. And basically this debt that my ex had accumulated before had caught up with us because of the address. So we had bailiffs knocking at the door. Obviously my Virgo mind and self was like, we need to tackle this. We need to deal with this. My dad was very much someone who would teach me like, you don't fuck about with bailiffs. Like you deal with this. Like you don't let them in the house. So I felt very lucky that my dad always kind of taught me those things and um, was just very good with money in terms of like being sensible and dealing with issues and not burying your head in the sand. So for me, I was like, well, I get preferential rates. And at the time, I believed it was 7,000 pounds debt that his ex had left him in. We'll get to that one later. Um, And basically I had preferential rates at the bank. When you work as an employee, you get preferential rates for loans and credit cards and stuff, mortgages. So I was like, well, if I take out a loan for that seven grand, you can pay it back every month. We get the bailiffs off our doorstep. And basically like, you know, you're not gonna have to pay high interest with a, an emergency loan or anything. So of course he agreed to this. Of course, why would you not? So I go take out that loan. I tell my boss what that loan was for, obviously. Um, and yeah, obviously I should not have been given that loan in any way, shape or form. I didn't lie to get that loan. I didn't deceive my boss or say it's for any. I was very clear what it was for, even though I knew I should not have been given that loan because of the reasons for it. Um, and obviously since this happened in my life, I think it's called Claire's Law. I can't remember, but There's a law that's been passed here in the UK now that supports partners and spouses um, and boyfriends, girlfriends when they take on their partner's loan and they get screwed over like this. So this did not exist back then, but I'm sure it's called Claire's Law or something because I've heard about it a lot and I used to talk about it a lot in my money saving days of people who are left with their partner's debt and that debt is genuinely not their fault. This Claire's Law actually helps them to take that person to court and basically you know, that person has to pay up. It's not your financial responsibility. That did not exist at this point in time, unfortunately. So I take out this seven grand loan, we pay off the bailiffs. And basically within a few weeks, the relationship really starts to fall down and he doesn't make any payments towards that because our relationship actually breaks down at that point. So, what also ended up happening in those kind of final weeks of this relationship was more and more letters were coming through. And basically by the time that I left and we split up, there was about 30,000 pounds worth of more debt on top of the 7,000 that had come through and was now being chased of him. So for me, obviously this was like a huge, like scary moment of this relationship's broken down. I have a seven grand on my shoulders. It's my lawful financial responsibility now. He's not paid anything, but we're still together. And now there's more. And when does it stop? And like, what is the truth there? Now that relationship was not great for many reasons, not just because of the debt. And we broke up, I left. And essentially I'd kind of found couponing a, a bit before this, but I kind of always tell the story as like, then I found couponing, but I was actually couponing before I walked out because I, I'd kind of just had this huge press article, literally a few days, right before Christmas, right before this relationship um, kind of ended. And it was kind of that final moment of my friend, Annie, who is honestly my longest and most amazing best friend ever. She came around one evening and we basically found some stuff. I don't want to get into details of, of everything because it's, you know, it's, it's not helpful to this story, but we found some stuff on his phone And that sealed the deal for me of like, absolutely not. So, and again, I was not perfect in this situation as well. Like I always hold my hands up of like, I definitely had things to learn from that experience and learn from how I behaved and how I exited that relationship. So again, like I was no saint in this situation either, but I did not deserve to have that debt left on me as it was. So we broke up, moved out of the flat, I moved back to my parents and basically um, he never pays a single penny off that loan again. My beloved pets that I have were given away before I could even have chance to get back and get them. There was a whole ton of stuff. My belongings were given to his family before, again, because I could only take what I what I had and what we could fit in the car on that first day. So it was just an awful situation that oh my God, was just not good on any level. And just, I did not deserve to be treated in that way. And, you know, I had to clear the seven grand debt. They basically said, on your bike to me, you know, they weren't gonna cover it. His family weren't gonna help him. Um, And he basically told me where to go. So yeah, that was fun. So obviously my dad being, (laughs) being the ever practical man he is helped me in terms of like tackling this debt, trying to get it, you know, But again, this Claire's law did not exist. So, you know, the help he was trying to get me in terms of getting this debt sent over to him, you know, or this loan reversed or whatever, just like, it just fell on deaf ears because there was no support for women back then in these financial abuse situations. Um, and I'm not saying my situation was abusive. You know, I made that uh, 100% decision to take out that loan for him, but it was taken out under, you know, like false deception. Like I was lied to, like there was 30 grand, if not more there, you know, like it was not an honest situation that that whole thing happened in. Anyway, so I say the couponing then came in at that point, but obviously I was, I, I knew about it a little before and I was doing it before. So I then had all this debt to clear. And this is when I found extreme couponing. So I had really bad anxiety and depression throughout all of this. Um, I'd suffered with anxiety and depression since about 16 years old, which never really made sense to me because there was nothing that ever really happened in my school years or like teenage years apart from the normal first love um, and that kind of stuff. But that even my first relationship was not like, bad in any way, shape or form. And my my second relationship wasn't bad. And then obviously I met this person. So yeah, there was nothing that really correlated to that depression and to that anxiety. But the whole way through I had panic attacks, anxiety, depression. Um, And basically it got to a point where I was not even able to go into my banking role because I would be having panic attacks every morning in the bathroom. Like going to work would be the biggest trigger. Now you can imagine being in debt myself, facing all these debt situations, having to put people in debt every day and be targeted on that was so destroying. Like I did not want to give these 80 year old dears 10 grand loans, they didn't need it. So although I was good at my job, I did it always from a place of authenticity and always from a place of, if this person needs it, they'll take it. If they don't, like, I'm not gonna force this on them. There's no point. So I always led through all my sales roles in a very authentic way, in a very gentle way, and in a way of informed decision and consent from the person of like, if that is something they believe that's beneficial for them, I'm obviously going to advise that. But like, there's no pressure for me to take that. And I still did really, really well in those roles, but it was just so depressing. And, and you know, those are the kind of like highs of the job, but the lows of the job were much greater in terms of having people sat in your office crying and begging for you to increase their overdraft because they can't afford to feed their children. And I can't do anything. And that was, that woman in that moment, I remember and it makes me emotional because that was, the lowest point of that role for me, realising that I have to be the one to tell that woman she can't feed her children this week. And that was really hard. And I just was not cut out for that role because it was disempowering people so much. Like we know how banks and finances and everything disempowers people so I hated it and it just fueled the anxiety and depression so much more. So I was actually very much housebound a lot of these final months of the relationship because I wasn't able to go to work. I was struggling so much with my mental health and the only place I could go was to our local supermarket to coupon because that couponing, when I found it on TLC's Extreme Couponing, was like this escapism for me. And it was almost like this positive thing that I could put my energy into, which was helping me to get out of a really shit situation in the relationship and in this debt as well. So very, very quickly, I had an accumulated stockpile, which took up the spare room. And my friends were coming over and they'd take some things off the stockpile, have a little shopping bag. Uh, um, and you know, they were like, Emma, this is fantastic. Like, surely you need to be sharing this with people. Like, we wanna know how you do it. Like, surely other people wanna get out of debt. Like, you need to be sharing this with people. Um, and obviously at the time I was like, well, who am I to do that? Like we've got Martin Lewis, like there's so many great money experts out there, like who, I'm just Emma from Dorset, like who's gonna wanna hear what I have to say about couponing. Now, what's really important here is couponing in the UK at that point in 2012, there was a one person, Jordan, who was talking about it and you know, I followed him and stuff, but there was nobody else talking about it in the UK. So it was really hard to actually come across these coupons Um, and discounts and freebies and stuff. Um, so I took it upon myself to actually learn how to do it and, you know, you know, do it how the Americans do it and bring that here to the UK, not necessarily to share, like, you know, share it on a public page, but, you know, just for myself to help myself get out of that situation. So after a lot of pressuring from my friends, they basically, um, you know, pressured me in a positive way, definitely. I needed that pushing to set up a Facebook page and it was called, and still is, Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. And it's always been named that throughout its many, many years, 10 years now that it's been around. And very, very quickly, within like six months, we'd accumulated like a hundred thousand followers. Like, I was again just posting hauls, shops, tips, coupons. Like, I was not earning a single penny from this. Um, it was literally just to help people, to share this information with them because there was nothing else like this out there at the time. And it was so taboo here in the UK as well. Um, and it's the six month part. This is when I broke up with the ex. Um, the press started getting involved and they wanted to run articles. And I was donating lots to charity every year to, because again, to use this knowledge and these tools I have to help other people. Um, And I think it's funny because, you know, in a lot of these interviews, people say to me, well, do you think the money saving, you know, and the couponing served a purpose here for the spiritual business? And I'm like, absolutely because now I'm still teaching people to be savvy with money, but I'm also helping them to manifest more money. So I said, I feel like every single one of my experiences from the bank to couponing to now, all of them serve me in the most amazing way possible and have made me the person that i need to be to be this spiritual teacher this spiritual author talking about manifestation so nothing is ever by accident and i really don't think that anything is a coincidence along my journey i feel like everything was divinely guided to give me the circumstances i needed to be spiritual queen, to you know, teach and write the books that I do today. So yeah, so I was nicknamed the coupon queen in the press, that's where spiritual queen has come from. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was basically the UK's coupon queen and very quickly ITV's this morning got in touch and wanted me to present a money saving slot and be their coupon queen. So that was back in 2016. So I've been doing it a few years by the time that kind of took off. But yeah, there was lots of press and articles that were coming out at this time of the breakup. So things were really taking off and really starting to get exciting. So in 2014, I'd run the business for a year completely free. I was still working at Next part time. I went back to Next to relieve myself of the stress of having to work at the bank. I just needed an easy breezy job where I could just earn some money, start to pay off this debt and focus on my real passion, which was couponing and, and this page that I was building. So a year in, I think it must've had like 200,000 followers at that point. Today it has over, I think it's like 350,000 followers at this point. Um, and it's still going, still strong. Um, I don't run it anymore, but I'll get to that bit later on in the story. But essentially in 2014, a miracle happened. And I'm asked on interviews a lot, is there any moments in your life where you feel like, You had a guardian angel help you. And this is always the moment that I reference. So I'd done this page for a year, helping people, serving people. And one day I get a DM from a really nice guy. At the time, it was just a random stranger I never heard of, saying, you realise you could be earning from all of the links that you're posting, Emma? Like you could turn this into a business. And obviously in my mind at that time, I was like, who is this scam artist? Like, this is a scam. This is not gonna be real. Like I honestly thought like, who is this man? And I think he could tell that I was a little bit skeptical. So he was like, you know, no, I totally get it. He was like, look, come and join my group. I've been doing it for years. It's called affiliate marketing. Like I can show you everything that I'm talking about and like just join my group and like, you'll see it. Like you'll see what I mean. So over the course of like one or two weeks, this really kind man literally taught me how to use affiliate marketing and taught me how to turn this passion into a business all for free. He didn't ask for anything. He just genuinely wanted to help someone. And it was just the nicest thing that anybody could have ever done. So anyway, he shows me how to set everything up and I sign up to all the platforms and do all the things. And long story short, within a couple of weeks, I'm earning more than I've ever earned in a single job in a few weeks, let alone a month. So I was like, holy shit, this works. Like, He's not lying, this is not a scam. Like all of this is real. All these affiliate networks are legit. Like everything's legit. And oh my God, I'm running a business and I'm earning amazing money. Like this is like blowing my mind. So anyway, I go back to thank this man and I want to send him a little thank you to just for his generosity and to thank him for all of his help. And to just say like, thank you so much. Like you don't understand like how much you've helped me and like, thank you for your kindness. And his Facebook had disappeared. His very popular group had disappeared. Now, I don't think he blocked me because that would be <laughs> that would be a weird, wild thing. But you know, when someone deletes their Facebook, like every single trace of them goes. And still to this day, this man does not exist anymore. And every time I tell the story, everyone's like, oh my God, I just had the biggest chills. And I'm like, me too, because it freaked me out because I was like, well, this man wasn't just a random man. He had a business, a really good thriving business. So what happened? Like, where did he go? But still to this day, he's not there. And it's it's just mind blowing because it's like, without that man, without his selfless generosity, who I do absolutely believe is a guardian angel, I would not have learned how to monetize a business and been able to get myself out of debt and do all the things that now happen as a result of having this business. So that was 2014. 2016, I start presenting on This Morning. I have all these incredible opportunities coming in. I'm doing documentaries with Channel 4, Channel 5, ITV, BBC, loads of exciting things. Couponing is booming in the UK. And I think, you know, it was just pure luck that I was in the right space at the right time. Again, pure, I think, determination from myself to make couponing a national topic and talk about it more and get it in the press and, you know, really highlight how powerful this absolutely free tool is to save money and to help you transform your finances and get out of debt. So, Obviously at that point, you know, my my extreme couponing and deals UK is like a bit of a brand. You know, it's got the Emma, the coupon queen side, it's got the money saving side. So I started my YouTube channel back in 2013 um, and I was obviously posting like money videos and stuff like that. But obviously by 2016, it started to be more of a personal channel as well where I did more like beauty and lifestyle and loads of different stuff as we all did back in the day on YouTube. So that felt easier to then kind of, integrate other things into which came along later but I think what's important was that there was kind of two definitions to this brand at that point. So 2016 is the big year. 2016 is the year I get on this morning and have a regular slot as coupon queen, as their coupon queen Um, and it's also the time that I have my spiritual awakening. So from 2013 to 2016 I'm in my second not great relationship and this relationship's different. There's no financial stuff, but you know, it's very manipulative and not good. It's it's not good, it's toxic, it's not good from both ends as well, which you're gonna see where the patterns come from when I tie this all together at the end. But it was not a great relationship. My depression was at its worst. So although I had this amazing, incredible business that was serving so many people, I was having the best time of my life, but also the worst time of my life. I think from the outside, people would have thought like, oh my God, Emma has it all. She has this hugely successful six figure business. She's like in her early twenties at this point, like life is good. And those moments were all good, you know, presenting on this morning, doing all those things were all amazing but I still had this crippling depression, anxiety every single day of my life. And no matter what I did, it wasn't getting better. I was going to conventional therapy, talk therapy, hypnotherapy, you know, my parents were trying to just help in whatever way they could. And, you know, obviously at that point I had money so I could, you know, do it myself as well, but nothing was working. Nothing was giving me those long-term results. I went on antidepressants. I feel like they made me worse. So I had to come off them straight away. And I just think the relationship that I was in was just, absolutely contributing to all of that as well, mental health wise. So I basically had a breakdown really when I think back and I literally had the thought in my head of I'm either gonna have to take my life or save my life. And there were moments where I thought I was gonna take my life and I'd kind of like planned for that. And it was really sad and really hard, um, even thinking back and looking back on it now, because... I just never would have said I would be that person, never. And I think you just don't, you just don't think you could ever get to that place until you're in that place and you're faced with that. Um, And it was really, really difficult. And I had no support from my partner, obviously. Um, And my parents were a bit shit at that point as well. So I really, really felt alone. I really, really felt alone. And it was really hard to navigate that time feeling so alone and basically that relationship broke down as well and through my choice again thank god and i walked away and it was the hardest thing to do because my whole life fell apart but it was also the best day of my life making that decision as well as (laughs) backwards as that sounds so i remember breaking up with him he was going to move out of the flat we had and I'd found out that he'd already started another relationship with someone else whilst we were still together. Oh, and it was just really, really difficult um, because I was in such a, a hell hole myself, mental health wise, um, but then also was running this hugely successful business at the same time and then had to deal with the breakup, deal with the house stuff, deal with everything, whilst also being painted as this villain by my ex and my whole friend group turned against me. None of these people are my friends now, apart from Annie. She is amazing and never, ever, she was the only person who supported me through that time. And, you know, I'm endlessly grateful for her. Um, And that was really hard because I not only lost my boyfriend, I lost my whole friend group and everything I knew fell apart around me. And it was all because I had the courage to say, I don't wanna be like this anymore. I don't wanna be depressed. I don't wanna be toxic. I don't wanna have these toxic friendships. And relationships and I remember looking out of our window on the top we were a top floor flat I remember looking out of the window at like 2 a.m in the morning and saying god help me and I just felt so helpless and so at my wits end of like what is the solution like people were clearly hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot Happy in this world, but I don't think I've ever felt happy one day in my life. So, how do I become happy? How do I love myself? Because I hate myself. Like, I hated myself. The negative self talk was awful. Like, I hated myself. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know what happiness, true happiness, really was. I just felt so numb and so done with everything. And it's almost like in that moment, as I said, like, God help me. I always describe it like it was almost like my soul kicked in of like, right, let's go. And my ego was like, I give up, I, I'm done, I give up. And I needed that soul, like that ego surrender. So that was my cry to the universe. That was my cry for help. And a couple of days later, the word law of attraction started popping up everywhere, online, and I, I remember Googling how to turn an negative situation into a positive. And, you know, clearly my intent was there to help and, you know, like improve my mental health. But I had no idea, I had no vocabulary, no books, no awareness of any of our like community or this sphere at all, like none. I was atheist before, like I had absolutely no beliefs. So I'd heard of nothing in the spiritual sphere before, apart from angels. So essentially, I found this video by this blonde haired lady, and she was talking about positive thinking and the power of law of attraction. And little did I know this woman was called Louise Hay. And that video changed everything for me and led me down an inquiry of like, what is this law of attraction? So I put a status out on my Facebook, my personal Facebook. And my friend, Selena, who we'd known from childhood, but we'd kind of like grown apart. She'd moved away um, over the years reached out and said, you need to read The Secret. It's a great book. I love The Law of Attraction. So thanks to Selena, I then read The Secret. I then watched The Secret on Netflix and the rest, as they say, is history. So, and then me and Selena reconnected at that point. And now obviously I'm Bella's godmum. we're best friends. So even the universe brought that so healing and powerful relationship to me, like in those darkest days, So I read The Secret and then I read The Magic by Rhonda Byrne as well. And in those three weeks of reading those books, my whole life, even at that point, had changed hugely. I remember this morning that I woke up and I didn't feel an anxious knot in my stomach for the first time in years. I woke up and thought, it's not there. I feel okay. And I actually feel positive today. So I learned what self-love was. I learned what a little bit of happiness was. And it was really this ripple effect where I actually saw that my depression, which I did say was circumstantial. And I do believe at that point was circumstantial. But now after the year I've lived, I know that there was obviously a very bigger reason for that depression and anxiety over all of those years. But in that particular moment, I felt this relief. I felt this shift. I felt this huge transformation in my life just from reading those two books. So obviously just like couponing, manifesting then became this huge escapism for me of like, wow, like I can put my energy into this and it's positive and like good things are gonna happen from it. So really like I just started manifesting like, and I then started to incorporate that into my YouTube. So like I said, it was more of a brand at that point. So I could kind of tie those things in a bit more. Um, so I started talking about the law of attraction and shout out to my OG followers. If you have been here from the coupon queen to spiritual queen days, you'll remember these early videos of me saying what books I was reading, like how I'd found out about the law of attraction. And then people started saying on my YouTube, like we wanna know more, we want more videos. And I thought obviously like people were gonna unsubscribe, like they're here for money saving and couponing. And I'm blooming talking about manifesting, like they're gonna think I'm wild. They're gonna think I've lost the plot. I'm gonna lose my followers. So it was scary. Of course it was scary to then like, oh my gosh, like, no, I didn't rebrand or anything. You know, I just started dripping this content in and like the response was so positive. So I knew that, okay, well, this feels good and this is changing my life. So I wanna keep talking about this and sharing and helping people with this because I do believe money saving and Manifesting actually go massively hand in hand together because it's such a grounded practical approach and we need the awareness to be able to manifest money. Yeah, so I started talking about it more and more. And then in 2017, my psychic Rachel said to me, it's time to put both of your feet on your spiritual path and you're gonna sell the couponing business. And I was like, what? Like, this is my baby. This is my life for like six years at this point. Like oh my God, there was no way I wanted to sell that business. Like I freaking loved it. And that was scary to be told that because I thought, hang on, well, I've done this once. Like, can I do this again? Like, I don't know anything about running a spiritual business or I'm at the beginning of my journey. I'm only a year in, like what? <laughs> and I really was like, what? So anyway, over 2017 to 2018, I basically manifested the perfect buyer for my business, which actually ended up being Joe, my web guy, who was honestly such a close friend of mine and the most aligned person this business could have gone to. I was so worried that like someone not good was gonna take over it and I'd have to sell it out of like, oh, you know, and like they'd ruin the company or like, you know, they wouldn't have good intentions. And through the power of manifestation, as if by magic, Joe turns up and's like, I'm gonna buy your business because I've run your business with you for so many years and I want it. And, you know, there was no bullshit because he was my friend, like, you know, it was just the most seamless transaction. And thanks to Joe, like I would not be here right now. And Joe still runs that business to this day. Um, and I'm just so glad that my baby could have gone to someone who I knew had the best intentions and wanted to help and serve people as well. So. Yeah, that was how I ended up selling my business. So in 2017, I was running two businesses, but I decided to go full-time with Spiritual Queen and rebrand. So that's when this business started in 2017. Um, But I guess it was trickling in from 2016, but like officially it was 2017 and I launched my first ever Law of Attraction calendar. I started this podcast Oh my gosh, I did so much in the early days and thank God I did because I still have this podcast today six years later and it's still growing strong and it's the number one podcast on iTunes for spirituality. We've won awards like this podcast. Oh my God, fills my heart with so much joy of how much it's impacted people and like, Oh my God, it's my favourite thing to do ever, if you couldn't guess. Um, And obviously I have my YouTube and then obviously launching the calendars and we've just done our seventh calendar this year, like in 2023. So, oh my God, like it's so funny even looking at those like beginning things, like they're still here now, they still exist. They're like six, seven years strong now, which is just phenomenal. So that's what i started with and then gradually i started doing more and obviously i wrote spiritual queen in 2018 2019 yeah it was published in 2019 then wrote positively wealthy in 2019 published in 2020 and that was my first traditional book publishing deal um then i started launching courses the membership manifestation membership launched in 2020 um then i wrote hurt healing healed in 21 released in 22 um Oh, I've missed the Positively Wealthy Journal. I wrote that in 2020 and that was published the same year. Um, then I wrote Manifesting Rituals in 22. That was published in 23. And then the Manifesting Rituals book as well. And now I'm working on book four. So, um, which I think is coming out in 25. I think it's gonna be spring 25. It's not 100% confirmed at the time of recording this, but I think it's gonna be spring 25. So we'll see. Um, so yes, it's been a freaking journey. Um, One thing I do wanna share as well is a funny moment in 2016, um, because I think it's nice to throw in these funny manifestation stories like I did with the guardian angel. Um, So 2016, I've spiritually awakened for six months at this point. And my biggest manifestation, and I vocalised this on my YouTube at the time, was that I wanted to manifest giving Tony Robbins a big hug to say thank you for all he has helped me with over like those six months. Like i read lots of his books, i watched lots of his work. His work and Louise Hayes hugely pulled me out of that dark place and motivated me and I think gave me the motivation with the business as well. So Tony Robbins, I owed a lot too and I still have a a real big, deep love for him and his work. So basically, I don't know how this, I can't even remember how this happened, but I'm certain that I got an email because I was obviously talking about his work, talking about his books. I'd obviously got, you know, a good presence online at that point as well. So I remember I got this email from, oh, what's the company called? It's not resource sources. That's not what it's called. It is company, something sources. Oh my God, the the company names left my head. They got in touch with me and were like, Tony's doing an event in London on like October the 16th or whatever it was. Um, And we want to invite you along to basically come and review it, experience it and talk about it in your videos because we know you love Tony's work. So obviously I was like, well, this is cool. And I brought my friend Chris along with me. Um, But basically, they offered us these seats right at the back, which were like the 500 pound seats. And I was like, no, Chris, we have not come this far to not get front row seats. So I don't know what happened. I think I either asked, I think I might've asked, I think I might have asked, yes. I think I asked the, the lady who'd emailed me and said, look, is there any way that we could get these seats? Like, you know, like I'm gonna do X, Y, Z on my YouTube. I'm gonna like do X, Y, Z on my Instagram. Like, you know, I like pitched of like why we wanted those seats. I wasn't like, just give me them. Like there was a whole strategy behind it. And she came back and was like, no problem, we've given you these platinum seats. So the platinum seats are like the ones right at the front on this like separate table. Like you're treated like a queen, honestly. We got lunch, we got to sit down with all the speakers and talk to them. It was an experience in itself. Um, It wasn't like Unleash the Power Within. It wasn't like one of his big famous talks. It was like him and other business speakers. It was like a business conference event. So it wasn't like the Unleash the Power Within event, you see, um, I would have loved to have gone to that as well, obviously. We're in the waiting room, like in the VIP area before the show starts, the show, (laughs) the event starts. And I'm like, Chris, take a picture of me holding Tony's book with this poster behind me, we're gonna post on Twitter when Twitter existed. So Chris takes a photo with me um, and he really loved Tony's work as well. So it was perfect that we could go along together. This was Selena's partner, Chris, uh, my friend. And it was great that we could spend the day doing this. Um, And for free, most importantly, we got eight grand's worth of tickets for free. I don't know how, I still don't know how, but the universe clearly wanted us there. So. Chris takes this photo, I post it on Twitter and I'm like, Tony, like so excited for your event. We're at Tony Robbins today, so excited for this. Something like that. So simple, just to be like, we're here. And Tony likes that tweet. So we met these great guys next to us who were really, really lovely. And I was like, oh my fucking God, like Tony's like my tweet. And they're like, no way, Tony's like your tweet. I was like, yes. And Chris was like, that's so cool. So we've made friends with these great guys at the front and it was a great little table of us. And I was like, oh my God, he's like my tweet. Like, that's crazy. So I was just like, I was deceased at that point anyway. I was like, oh my God, like he's we're here. We've manifested eight grand tickets. Like he's like my tweet, my life has been made. He comes out and, you know, like he's doing his rounds, whatever. Like he kind of talks to some people Um, And then he's like, right, who wants to go first? Who wants to tell me their problem? And obviously my hand shoots straight up. I'm like, I'm ready for this. I'm going to tell Tony my love problems and he's going to help me find this Irish husband. So if you remember back in the day, I wanted to manifest my husband being Irish. Yes, it was because I love Jamie Dornan and I do still love Jamie Dornan, but there was a thing about the Irish. I just loved the accent, okay? That was my desire at the time. It has changed since. So... I put my hand up, Tony looks straight at me and he's like, you. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, Tony, I really want to find an Irish husband. In my very British accent, Tony thinks I say, rich husband. So Tony then like coaches me for 90 minutes in front of 4,000 people. Now bearing in mind, Chris said to me, Emma, how did you feel comfortable bearing your vulnerability and your childhood issues and everything in front of 4,000 people? And I said, that energy of that room, I felt so safe. I felt so safe, so held. And I just had no choice. That was my moment. I was not gonna hold back. I was not gonna be scared of 4,000 people looking at me and I was on the cameras, no. I was born to do this, like no. So I felt probably, I felt more comfortable in front of 4,000 people than I did at my first own spiritual queen event of 50 people. So I can't work out the logic there, but I I do feel really like comfortable in front of large crowds and I just always have. Maybe that's TV. I think when you've done live TV, like you just have no fear (laughs) in that kind of thing because live TV is so pressurous. Like you just have zero fear with anything else. So. Anyway, I told him my problems and he coaches me for 90 minutes on why I want to manifest a rich husband. And as soon as he kept saying it and about money and my mindset around like being provided for, and I thought, oh no, he thought I said rich and I said Irish and obviously, all the Brits behind me, we know I've said Irish because they were all laughing with me about it afterwards saying, he really thought you said rich, didn't he? Um, and then a couple of lads were like, we're Irish. Like, you know, so people clearly heard that I said Irish apart from the main man himself, Tony Robbins. So I kid you not, he coached me for 90 minutes on <laughs> why I wanted a rich husband and I took it. I was like, yes, Tony. That is it, I did not question it, I did not correct him because this was my moment. Anyway, that in itself was like the most valuable, amazing experience ever to manifest that. Now, here's where the manifestation comes in. Tony then after finishing the first bit of coaching with me says to me, there's something about you, Emma. I saw your tweet earlier and I don't know what it is, but there's something about you that's really special. And obviously Tony Robbins saying that to you, are like, oh my God, like, so like people were like going crazy because you know how like I feel like at those events like when anybody's like singled out or like there's like a special like story or something that really holds and captivates the crowd and it's this huge transformation like people were just like are obsessed with that person afterwards because they're like oh my god that's so cool um and I definitely felt that about some of the more like really impactful stories that day like I'm not saying my story was like impactful at all I just wanted an Irish husband but Even Tony saying that, I think in that moment, just really confirmed to me of like, I am meant to be doing this. Like I've gone from depressed, wanting to take my life in six months to manifesting being in front of Tony Robbins with 8,000 pounds worth of tickets. I don't know how I've done that, but I'm here and he's coaching me and he thinks I want a rich husband, but I really want an Irish husband. And he's just said that like, there's something about me, like, you know, like it's like your idol saying that, if Gabby Bernstein said that to you, or like Wayne Dyer, I know Gabby talks about Wayne Dyer saying that to her and she was like, her whole life was made. Like that was my moment for me of like, oh my God. So hashtag, we're still manifesting Tony Robbins on this podcast. It's still in the works. I still email them all the time. Like, remember me, I'm here. (laughs) So we will get them on the podcast one day. We're holding that intention. But that for me was like just this huge, huge proof that what I was doing was like hugely manifesting in, in, in my life. So here's where the hug comes in. So at the end of the coaching bit, right before he ends up his little like bit he's done of his event, he goes and hugs everyone he's worked with. So he comes up to me, he gives me the biggest hug. And of course, Chris is not fucking aware and is sat there on his phone, not taking a picture of me. And I'm like, Chris, fucking take a picture. And he didn't take a picture. So I was there like, well, I got my hug and I thanked him. Like I was so grateful in that moment and such on a high, like that was the best day ever. Like nothing could bring me down after that. So I was annoyed that I had no photo of the hug, but also like, it doesn't even matter. Like this was the best day ever. My friend Charlotte at the time, who I'd met through the law of attraction journey, we'd met in a group. Lovely Charlotte. She then knew I was at this event. She knew what I was manifesting. We were so excited that I was gonna go and have this experience. And she messages me, tagging me in a photo on Facebook saying, oh my God, Emma, is this you? You got your hug. And someone right at the back of this arena had taken a photo and on the screen. So they have big TV screens, big projector screens. So obviously the people at the back can see what's happening at the front. And someone had taken a photo of the crowd and on this projector screen zoomed in at the back was a picture of Tony hugging me and my face. And Charlotte was like, you got your hug. So without Charlotte tagging me in that photo, stalking Tony Robbins on Facebook to see what they were posting about the day, without that random person in the crowd who I never met taking that photo at that specific time and posting it and Tony Robbins team resharing it, I never would have had that photo. I still don't know how we got those eight grand tickets. I really don't. But thank you, Tony Robbins team. It was the best day of our lives. And we've definitely spoken about it a lot on my channels over the years. So you've got your promo. And oh my God, it was just this. this, I honestly look back at that moment with so much gratitude and so much like awe of like, how did that happen? Like that is wild. So Those are some moments I really want to highlight because I don't talk about them enough. And I think the Tony Robbins, and I did a video of this years ago on my YouTube explaining how I manifested it. Um, And I just think, you know, over the years of, you know, I've been doing this seven years, nearly eight years now, um, the spiritual work and the spiritual journey, it just blows my mind of like how far I've come, how far my work's come, my journey, the unfolding. So (laughs) now we get to um, the healing part. So as I said at the beginning, I said how I intro my life, my upbringing and my journey. I don't think I'm gonna change it. I think I'm still gonna always go through that process in interviews and when people ask me how I got here. But there, there's another part to this story that I've only been able to access this year turning 30 um, because I, I don't feel it felt safe enough to come up. So for the last, I got diagnosed with PTSD back in 2021 when I met my lovely partner, which obviously confused the hell out of me. But as we know now, that it's only when you enter a healthy relationship and the most amazing relationship and period of your life that trauma feels safe enough to come up. So remember, I've had anxiety and depression all throughout that. Now, finding the law of attraction and healing and writing my books obviously helped it to some degree. Like I wasn't having panic attacks, you know, from like 2016 to like now, Um, but there were moments and and seasons of depression. And obviously my last relationship, (laughs) the famous man I manifested, um, turned out to be a huge karmic lesson, turned out to be my twin flame, um, I've done an episode on that if you want to learn my take on twin flames and what I believe they are, um, and was the biggest awakening journey of my life, so I've had multiple spiritual awakenings since 2016, oh my god, multiple dark nights of the soul, but this was all leading, to one, me meeting my now partner, who I live with. Um, His name is Alex and we have Luna, our little dash hound as well. So Luna definitely brought him into my life. I've told that story before, but Luna definitely brought him into my life and they are inseparable, those two. Um, I'm like the third wheel in this relationship. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I got diagnosed with PTSD. I was doing IEMT and EMDR therapy to work through all the things that were coming up with my PTSD, the situation with my ex, like healing, all of that, because that triggered up so much trauma, that relationship as it does. So yeah, it was a very confusing period of my life to feel so happy and have so much abundance in my life, but be diagnosed with PTSD and OCD as well. Um, It just made no sense, but obviously looking back, it does. Then this summer, as I turned 30, As we move into this beautiful house that we've manifested our first home together, the first home that we've bought, I have the biggest panic attack of my life. And Hannah's here at the time, my best friend Hannah. And thank God she was because she knew what to do. Obviously Alex is like, what's happening? And my trigger that always comes up, well, used to come up when I had my panic attacks happened. And I knew it was happening because I'd been here many times before, many years ago and thought, How am I back here? I haven't had a panic attack in years. Not even when flying, like, how am I here? What the heck has happened? Obviously panicking and freaking out, Hannah comes up and she's like, what's wrong, Emma? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm having a full blown panic attack. I haven't had one in years. And I'm pretty certain that some really bad stuff happened to me as a child. And what was actually happening in that moment was that I was remembering really horrific memories from my childhood of being abused not by a family member, just to reiterate. So I'd always suspected it. And when I wrote Hurt Healing Healed, I was diagnosed with PTSD during writing that book. And I always felt like my life had a missing puzzle piece that why did I choose all these toxic relationships? Why was I toxic myself? Why was I going for all the wrong men? and living karmic lesson after karmic lesson after karmic lesson. Like, why did I have this deep depression at 16 that carried on for a decade? Like, why was I riddled with anxiety? Nothing ever made sense. There was no event in my life that made sense. And obviously as a coach, as someone who has done this work for years with people, it always made sense. There was always an event that was happened. There was always a family member. Like, there was always something that we could pinpoint it back to, of like, ah, that's why you are the way you are. That's why you've gone through these experiences. Like, that makes total sense. But I never had that epiphany. And, you know, Hannah said to me, she said, You've told me so many, so much over the years that like you felt broken. You felt like there's something wrong with you. And it's so true because. Like no matter how much healing I did, nothing would make sense about why I wanted to commit suicide, why I hated myself so much. Like there just wasn't. So for me, I kind of felt like, well, what the heck was it? Was I just meant to be like that sort of thing? So writing Hurt, Healing, Healed was a real big journey for me to dive into finding this missing puzzle piece that I always spoke about. And I didn't actually get this missing, I got a part of it, but I didn't get the full missing puzzle piece until this summer in this panic attack in my bathroom with Hannah. And then everything in my life made sense. The fear that I held over men for so many years, the fear of being abused, the... Actualization of the abusive relationships I was in, emotionally abusive, like it all made a freaking lot of sense. So, obviously, I was already working with like so many incredible therapists and people. So, you know, I had my toolkit to rely on, I had my people to work on this through, thank God, but it was not easy. And I also went through regressive hypnotherapy with my amazing amazing coach Trish who's also my psychic who I didn't even know had gone through this herself until I mentioned it to her and she was like well this is weird that you're telling me this because I've gone through this very thing and remembered it years later in my adulthood and I'm also a hypnotherapist who's helped women with for this for decades so it was like a huge synchronicity that even I told Trish that day and this happened so I I did these regressive hypnotherapy sessions and accessed it all because I still couldn't access everything. It was very fragmented. It was very confusing because you can think, you know, I'd lived 30 years of my life one way and then suddenly my reality wasn't my reality. The childhood I thought I had was not the childhood that I actually had. And that is a big mind fuck for people. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I, pfft. it was like, what do you do with that? How do you begin to process that? So Knowing now here what happened in my childhood, everything in my life makes sense. I have the missing jigsaw piece and doing that regressive hypnotherapy last year really helped me to find peace. And I do feel at peace with it. And that's something I never thought I would be able to say, especially so quickly. There'll be, of course, layers that come up in the future. There'll be beliefs, I'm sure. Like a healing's an ever evolving journey, of course. But it changed everything for me because yeah, it just, how would it not? Like, how would it not? It changed how I saw my childhood, it changed how I saw the world, it's changed so much. But even at this like very kind of small moment, like past it, like, you know, it's not been a huge amount of time, it's been like seven months at the time of recording this since that panic attack and this, you know, recalling, There have been so many massive breakthroughs, blessings, up-leveling, healing, and peace. Like, here now at 30, recording this episode, which is why I think it had to wait this long, I finally know myself, I finally feel at peace, and I finally feel healed. Now, that's not me saying I'm never gonna have anything come up ever again, of course I will. Like, But I finally feel in a space where life makes sense, there's no more depression, there's no more PTSD, like, and for anybody listening, EMDR is your best friend for this. Please go work with an EMDR practitioner. That is the only tool I would recommend for complex trauma like this and, you know, childhood abuse, whatever whatever the situation is, even if it's something in your adulthood. If you've got PTSD or you've got trauma that is not going, not shifting, depression, EMDR is your best friend. Um, and like, please, please go and work with someone to to do that because your life, and again, I'm a living proof of this, will hugely transform from doing that. And obviously my book, Hurt, Healing Healed is a companion to that. It's not gonna, especially for trauma, it's not gonna be the, um, it's still gonna be the fix, but it's gonna be a great guide for you to guide you into where you need to go. It's gonna guide you to give you tools. The book's aimed at limiting beliefs, fears, and blocks, but- Absolutely. It will start to give you the vocabulary, the tools and methods that I recommend. I talk about that in there because obviously that's not the place to dive into trauma. But again, it gives you the people, the books, the things that you need to read or do to be able to tackle that in a really loving, gentle way. So yeah, it, it's been, oh, it's been a journey, but 2023 was not the easiest, um, although amazing, mind-blowing, incredible things happen. We bought the house, huge career success. You know, I had that going on at the same time. So I think it just really shows the law of polarity and that you can be living an incredible life and still have things you're going through and healing and releasing. So that is me, that is my journey. And that is how I got here today to be spiritual queen in 2024. And yeah, it feels amazing to be able to reflect on all of that with you and go through, like add add pieces to the story. Because obviously like if you've heard that story six years ago, it's probably a very different story to how I tell it now, right? So I think as you gain perspective, as you gain like, bird's eye view and hindsight is the word I'm looking for. Like you're able to then see things so differently and like piece the jigsaw together of like, huh, this is why I'm the way I am. But to finish this off, I know this has been a long and I think this is the longest solo car. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I hope it's been an interesting deep dive into a little bit more about myself, my journey and how I got here. But a little bit more information because I know your astrology girlies are here. They're gonna love this, human design. So I am a life path 33 in numerology, which is a master number. It's definitely not an easy path if you're aware of numerology. Um, but now my whole life makes total sense since I learned about this. and was like, well, there's all the karmic lessons, hello. So yeah, my uh, learning my numerology was a huge epiphany for healing for me of like, okay, there's a reason why I've gone all through all these really difficult situations like I get it. So numerology was a big eye opener for me. Astrology, my big three. I'm a Virgo sun, an Aries rising and an Aquarius moon. Um, I'm a Leo Venus. I love saying Venus signs as well. Um, and then my human design, I'm a projector and I'm a projector 2-4. I'm not sure I understand what the 2-4 is, but There you go. So there's my my astrology and human design as well if you're into that and you find it interesting knowing people's um, astrology and numerology and human design. But there you have it. There's an introduction to me. There's an introduction to my journey. Here's how I found out about the law of attraction. It's been a wild old decade, as I said in my turning 30 episode. Oh my gosh. And all of that happens in a decade. So literally from 20 to 30, that's like the journey I've taken you on today is a decade of my life, which is wild that all of that fitted into a decade. Um, And again, I I didn't go through all of the things that happened in between, (laughs) so... There's, there's more, there's probably a part two, but again, I've, I've spoken about the previous relationship I was in and that journey. So I didn't want to kind of go over old gram too much, stick to the key points and stick to the things that are relevant. So um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell, but um, I'm so excited to have you here in the podcast this year. I hope that you're gonna absolutely love and enjoy all of our incredible guest interviews that are coming up this year. We've got a few more manifestation people who I've manifested onto the podcast. Um, and I'm so excited because these two people are two people I've looked up to hugely in the in the industry for a while and whose work I absolutely adore. So you're in for a treat, but we've got so many exciting episodes coming, so many more amazing solo casts, so much goodness and fun we're gonna have this year. So subscribe, join along for next week, come along to the podcast this year, my YouTube books, everything else that I've got here to offer you, um, you can find in the description box down below in those new year videos I mentioned an hour ago, right at the beginning of this episode. So thank you all so much for being here. I deeply, deeply appreciate every single one of you. um, And thank you for allowing me to share my story, be vulnerable with you in every single episode, and to have this beautiful container and platform that helps and guides so many of you as well. So Yeah, love you all so much. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible community without you. None of this journey would be possible, of course. So yeah, just want to give you all the biggest hug, biggest love. Um, And yeah, just remind you that again, look where I was when I started. Like I've done it twice. (laughs) I've had to rebuild my life so many times. It feels like in a small space of time at a young age as well. So I'm excited for what this new decade of my life has in store, all the abundance and all the goodness. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget, you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where I can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have the most amazing week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love.